Introducing Wendy's new Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger. It's a Giant Junior? Yeah, it's the deliciously different Junior Bacon Cheeseburger made giant with double the fresh, never-frozen beef, double the oven-baked bacon, and double the cheese. It's a Junior that's made a big name for itself. It's a Giant Junior. And now, for a limited time, get the Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger with fries, nuggets, and a drink for just five bucks. Welcome to Jaded Sports, the Rivalry Tour podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Domenico. I'm happy to have you here, and we are excited for this week in college football. It is week one, the season openers, and we are covering the most exciting game, the the game with the most rivalry to it. It is Texas A&M facing UCLA Bruins at the Rose Bowl. There's a a lot going on with this game. Uh, First, I must mention that... College Station, where the Texas A&M Aggies play, is in the direct path, was in the direct path of Hurricane Harvey this weekend that hit Friday. Uh, They've been getting rained on all weekend, and as I speak, are still getting rained on uh, currently. I know they've already canceled classes for Monday and Tuesday, and they need all the help they can get. So text Harvey to 90999 to make a $10 donation. You can text H-A-R-V-E-Y to 90999 to make a $10 donation to the Red Cross. Every bit helps. Uh, Make sure you be able to do this. We're going to find out uh, how this affects the game. We're going to be out there this weekend for the game at the Rose Bowl. Does that mean that that some of the fans that might have planned to go to this game aren't going to show up? Uh, Does it mean maybe more people are going to come? Classes are canceled. Maybe they take this opportunity to, uh, to go support the football team. I know the football team's going to have some more fight in them. Uh, going into the game, the, the, uh, all the prognosticators are saying that UCLA Bruins should win this game. They're a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite at this point. And the truth is that that might just be because they're playing at home. Uh, we know that uh, there is some history to this game. And before we get into the recent history, which is last year's game, which uh, should tell us a lot about this game because it was a, the opener at College Station uh, last year and kind of tough opponents for both of them equally matched for, for home openers. That's unusual. A lot of times teams will take a little cupcake game, something pretty easy on their schedule for the first game or the, or the team that knows they're going to lose is, is playing up so they can get some more exposure for their school, maybe get some better recruits in the future. All those things happen, we know, in week one. But for some reason, UCLA and Texas A&M have matched up for this rivalry on week one for the second consecutive year. It's going to be really exciting. We'll be there. So let's talk about the history of this one. It's not a long history. I mean, it goes back a ways, uh, but there's not a whole lot of games between these two. UCLA and Texas A&M have have faced each other five times before in football. Uh, The first game goes back all the way to 1940, believe it or not. And they played in Los Angeles, California. Texas A&M won that game 7-0. They didn't play again until 11 years later in 1951. Texas A&M won that game 21-14. In 1955, they played. And UCLA finally got their first win, 21-0. And then they saw each other in 1998 in the Cotton Bowl. UCLA Bruins had a 29-23 win in that game and then hadn't seen each other for uh, another almost 20 years so 
when they faced in 2016, which is last year. So there's not a ton of history to this rivalry. Does that mean it's not a rivalry? No, I mean, I think this one's actually pretty intriguing, especially for week one, because of the recent history. We'll pick up the 2016 game here, uh, where the Aggies, in overtime, score tied 24, have the ball on the goal line, and third down, push to, in the end zone to what looks like a QB sneak, and the officials are reviewing. Let's listen in. It cannot be determined whether the runner's knee was down prior to the ball crossing the goal line. Therefore, the ruling on the field stands, fourth down. That's what it was. Finally, remember, this is being called from Birmingham, Alabama, in that from the SEC headquarters. They're making decisions. And they are going, apparently. Here we go, fourth down. Will they go for it? Keith Ford is number seven, alongside Trevor Knight. says, I'm not going to take the field goal in this situation. They will go for one. Christian Robinson will snap it. Connor McQueen will hold it. Kick is up. Kick is good. Here we go. Texas A&M now up 31 to 24 in overtime, and UCLA would get their chance. to that crowd at College Station. That's week one, the opener, 2016 against UCLA. So uh, the Aggies winning that in overtime, I mean, that's that's big. That's an SEC program. They went on to be 8-5 and five and go to a bowl game. The UCLA Bruins went on to a 4-8 and eight disappointing season with no bowl game. Uh, they have their quarterback returning, Josh Rosen, who, who lost in that game 
uh, wasn't able in overtime to put it in the end zone. Really had the uh, chance on third down and uh, drop pass. Uh, I don't think he can be completely to blame. It wasn't a perfect pass, but it should have been caught. And the Aggies went on to have a much better season and, and frankly, play in a, a tougher division. So I wouldn't be surprised if they go to the Rose Bowl and win. Uh, the big question mark for them is the quarterback. It's a week now before the game, and the, the coach, Kevin Sumlin, still hasn't named a quarterback. It's down to, I guess, uh, three guys, if that's narrowing it down any. You have Kellen Mond, Jake Hubenak, and Nick Starkle. Uh, by all accounts, people are thinking it's going to be Nick Starkle. Uh, Kellen Mond is the biggest upside, the uh, biggest question mark. Jake Hubenak has the experience. Uh, but what do we know? Uh, are the Texas A&M Aggies confident going into the game? Here's what Barrett Sally had to say. I think they're actually pretty confident with where they are uh, in terms of, of, of that defense. I've uh, talked to some folks around that program, and, and they're going to implement a lot more 3-4. They're going to be even more creative with how they blitz and bring pressure. And I, I think part of that is because um, they really trust their secondary, and they feel like they've got better athletes in terms of that front seven to, to allow them to get creative. So I, I think they're going to light Josh Rosen up. I think they are – uh, going to bring pressure from all over the place to make Josh Rosen uh, his head spin and, and force UCLA to to adjust to an even more aggressive defensive front. So I think that part of the ball they're they're pretty confident with and 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 happy with because of of, of a, a, a new style that fits the personnel a little bit better. Offensively, you know, we'll see. Um, I think it, it it depends on on. The quarterback situation and, and can whoever wins the job, I think likely Nick Starkle, um, can they take care of the football? Because if you can, you know, get good field position with some some key plays defensively and and, uh, and and take care of the football, I think they'll be okay. I think they do want to run the football more. Uh, they've obviously got Trayvon Williams, who was awesome last year, and nobody ever talked about him. Um, and and I think they've got enough weapons outside with with Osmond and Christian Kirk, where you know they can. They can be a little bit less creative and still have uh, the same kind of offensive success that they've had. So I think there's some confidence in Texas A&M. I certainly have confidence with them. But, again, it's going to be a risky-type proposition all year long. They're going to take a bunch of risks, and if they, if they come through, then they're going to be a competitive football team. Not all of them will, but it'll be a lot of fun to watch. That's uh, Barrett Sally, at Barrett Sally. Uh, he, he brings up a good point. I mean, in this, he recorded this, you know, before – uh, the whole hurricane thing. So Texas A&M, I mean, they got something to fight for. You, you can't take that away from a program when when there's extenuating circumstances. Uh, we've, we've seen it time and time again where somebody maybe loses somebody close to them or have a, have a travesty, certainly like uh, Hurricane Harvey here that hit College Station and hit Texas A&M. They should be playing pretty hard and really bring it. Uh, I'm going to be very interested to see uh, how they come out, how they turn out, uh, how resilient they are as a program, and what this means for them going uh, through the whole season, letting this propel them from the first game on. I'm going to be really interested to see uh, what fans come out, who's going to be out there. So if you're hearing this, you're going to be out there, come find me. Uh, like I said, we're, we're still giving away the the cash prize, so I definitely want you to come find me out in front of the, the stadium. I'll be taking interviews. It'll be part of our next show uh, before we talk about the week two at uh, Ohio Stadium. 
we definitely want to talk about this game and what's about to happen and the experiences we're going to have and the people I'm going to meet. That's a, a big part of this podcast. So we're going to see what college football is like, what the game is like from an encompassing point of view. What it's, is it like to be a fan? The majority of us participating in the game are fans. So what's it like from our point of view? Uh, who are the people that are going? Who follows their teams from place to place? Do you go to one game a year? Do you go to more games a year? We're going to find out and, and obviously how this this tragedy is affecting the game and the fans and the overall vibe of what should have been just a great celebration of football and now might mean a little bit more to Texas A&M. Let's listen in on what Brent Zwerneman from the Houston Chronicle had to say. He's at Brent Zwerneman. This is him on the uh, the quarterback situation at Texas A&M. It's looking like it's going to be Nick Starkle, but if you had asked me this, uh, what, five years ago at this time, I would have told you Jamil Showers over Johnny Manziel. So been wrong before. And um, But Starkle looks like he's, He's out in front of those other guys, maybe even by a, by a good margin. You, you know what you're getting with Jake Hoobin. He trotted him out there against UCLA on a Sunday night on September 3rd on national TV. You know he's taken a college snap. He's been there before. He started the bowl game for the, for the Aggies against Louisville. So he's been out there. So not, Nick Starkle, never taken a snap. Kellen Mond, never taken a snap. The thing about Starkle, he's been in the program now for a year and a half. And, and just watching him in practice, I mean, he throws a really pretty pass. He, I like his mental makeup. He's He's kind of a character. He's got a good sense of humor, but he knows when to get squared away as well. So right now it's looking like it's going to be Starkle. And here he is commenting on Nick Starkle's background. Yeah, he was a guy who I, I believe he was an Oklahoma State pledge, and then when Kyler Murray and Kyle Allen transferred, then he got on the Aggies' radar and vice versa. And uh, an Elite 11 guy and, and tall range, who came to A&M really skinny and has filled out in that time since and um, and has been in this program now for, for a while, you know, and he was an early enrollee, so it's not like he's, even though he's listed as a freshman, it's almost like he's a veteran in the program. So uh, a guy you would probably say was underrated out of high school. Um, I know that Oklahoma State really wanted him, and he ended up at A&M when those two guys left with the idea that he would be now getting this opportunity. And what an opportunity it is going to be. I mean, it's big shoes to fill. The quarterback uh, last year, Trevor Knight, uh, was responsible for over 3,000 yards of offense, uh, including 2,400 in passing, uh, rushing just over 600. So, I mean, he wasn't much of a runner. I think that this guy Starkle could be could be more of a runner himself. I don't, I don't think he is. Though. The guy on the list that's the, the running quarterback is Kellen Mond. So we'll see who they go with. Uh, he hasn't announced it yet, and with what's going on, I don't even know if anybody's going to be asking him all week. So we'll see who they trot out on the field as starting quarterback on Sunday. No matter what, I think we'll have a very interesting three-way battle for starting quarterback. You know, the other interesting thing in this rivalry is that uh, offensive coordinator, coordinator Noel Mazzone from uh, Texas A&M used to be the offensive coordinator over at UCLA, when they had Brent Hundley uh, as quarterback. So that's interesting. I don't know if that adds to the bad blood, but it could. It suggests that the program that's moving in the better direction is Texas A&M. Just a a little side note here, if you have the opportunity, ESPN.com did a a nice little feature story. It's the ranking happiness of every college football fan base, 2017. So it's really interesting to take a look at this list uh, and where they rank the fan base's happiness. 
And where do we find UCLA on that list? It's 24. 24th, they say their fan base is elated. The possible first-round QB, Josh Rosen, provides plenty of potential for the Bruins in 2017. That's right. A lot of guys, a lot of people think Josh Rosen could go in the first round in the draft, but he's definitely got to prove himself this year. And he has a lot of work ahead of him in week one with Texas A&M. And I'm scrolling down the list. Where's Texas A&M on this list? Do you think they, their fan base would be even more excited? I'll have to go alphabetical to find them. I'm trying to do it quickly, and I might have just passed them by. There's Notre Dame, 75. Ohio at 78. So we'll we'll definitely talk about this list throughout the season as we're covering some of these games. Wow. Okay, so 91. That's down there. Texas A&M, 91 on the fan base. Disappointed. Kevin Sumlin's seat is red hot, but the Aggies are still remarkably positive on Twitter lately. So they do the they do a lot of posting. And this obviously before the Hurricane Harvey hit. Um, so all things in perspective here. Okay, now I, w- I want to let you know here that we still have this contest going on. We're giving away a cash prize. All you got to do is find me at the location outside the stadium. I'll be tailgating somewhere. Listen for the sound of my voice. You shouldn't have any trouble finding me. But the key is you got to be in the area. Maybe you're telling yourself, hey, I don't live in Pasadena. I'm not near the Rose Bowl. I'm not going to the Texas A&M at UCLA game. Well, don't you worry. We have 13 weeks of games set up for you. There is one week, week three, it is the 16th week, September 16th, where we do not have a game yet. In five days, we will decide what game that is. We're getting a lot of votes on our Twitter account, at Jaded Sports. Check it out. There's a question there, a poll question. The winner so far is Miami at Florida State on Twitter. That is the leader so far. Florida State has a legitimate chance this year at a playoff contention spot, and Miami will look to do damage to that dream in at Florida State. So the Seminoles have their work cut out for them in that game. The other popular one, uh, getting a lot of emails for this one, and it's second currently on Twitter, and a lot of email votes. You can email jadedsports at j-didentertainment.com or hit us up at jadedsports. We also have the Rivalry Tour Facebook page uh, at facebook.com backslash Jaded Sports, that's J-D-I-D-S-P-O-R-T-S, Jaded Sports. We got games coming near you. Maybe you're in Ohio. We will be seeing a couple of Ohio games in week two. We are at Ohio Stadium. Week three, please pick. In five days, we'll decide what game that's going to be. The USC game is Texas at USC. It is basically a grudge match, a revenge match, a real rivalry from the 2005 season in 2006, the national championship game won by Texas over Matt Leinart and Reggie Bush. Vince Young took it to the house and won the national championship at the Rose Bowl, actually. So that could be a really good one. We'll see where we're at. You can vote. There is still time. And make sure to like us on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Jaded Sports. Or email us, jadedsports at j-didentertainment.com. Some upcoming games. Week 4, new to announce, Utah at Arizona. We will be in Tucson for that game. And then week 5, Clemson, the reigning national champions at Virginia Tech. 
So uh, I've let you know in through week five. You've listened this far in the podcast. So I thought you should know. That's through week five. I'll let you know about the other games coming up or ask me in person. I'll probably tell you if you're able to find me and win that cash prize. When you go out for a hamburger, you shouldn't have to pay for beef that has to be thawed. That's why Wendy's cooks yours with fresh, never frozen beef, unlike some other guys. So when you want a juicy hamburger, Wendy's believes you should spend your hard-earned cash on fresh beef. Jaded Sports Rivalry Tour Podcast. So what, so what do we know about this game coming up here at the Rose Bowl? UCLA Bruins versus Texas A&M Aggies. I mean, we know this game is going to be played under a cloud of devastation, under, under the guise of a, a tragedy uh, for, for Texas A&M, for the Aggies. It's, this devastation is going to touch each one of them. I mean, those who live on campus, uh, the players, the fans coming out for the game, every one of them will be have have been touched by this this Hurricane Harvey, this devastation that has hit Houston and the Gulf of Mexico and surrounding areas. It's it's still raining there uh, now as we're recording, and we know that that's, uh, that's a big deal. They're going to get a lot of rain. They might not even have classes all week. Is that going to – what's that going to mean for the people coming out? We'll definitely be checking in with them. This, this game also uh, has UCLA as a favorite. They have returning quarterback Josh Rosen, who's trying to prove that his arm is back. He's looking to, to prove that he can be a number one draft pick in the NFL draft. They are three-point favorites, and Coach Kevin Sumlin of Texas A&M has won the last three of his opening games against ranked teams. So last year, UCLA was ranked number 16 when Texas A&M knocked them off. I think that could happen again this year. Texas A&M storyline is also that they have not decided on a starting quarterback yet. We're going to be looking to see who starts, and will he also be the same quarterback to finish the game? They got options there. And the other story with Texas A&M is, is they're pretty strong. They're returning five starters on offense and six on defense, including a punter and a kicker. Their top returnees are wide receiver Christian Kirk, nine touchdowns last year, running back Trayvon Williams, eight touchdowns last year, uh, running back Keith Ford with six touchdowns, so they got a strong team, and they will be ready to compete. Other news is that the starting right tackle for UCLA, Kenny Lacey, is out. That's actually big news that they were trying to keep quiet, and it got out somehow, social media or otherwise, and they were forced to confirm it. Texas A&M now knows that and are able to practice uh, with that in mind. You know, again, with this this game, I, I think there's kind of a lot of hype to it, too, because it's not on Saturday like most games, and it falls in this unique little position where we're not into the regular season of professional football. So that, that Sunday spot, I guess, they, they're letting college football have it this this week, and it's a night game. It's going to be on the West Coast night game, so definitely a night-night game for East Coast and people there in the Houston area if they're able to even watch the game. So September 3rd at the Rose Bowl, Texas A&M Aggies at UCLA. It's going to be a real great fest. I do want to mention again that we do have that cash prize that I talked about. So I'm excited for having you guys, uh, listeners. Uh, please comment uh, on the show. You can get us at Jaded Sports on Twitter. Let us know what you think about the show, what you'd like, what direction you'd like it to go in. I promise you next week's going to be very exciting with all the uh, feedback and interviews we have from the game. So you're going to want to listen to that. Stay tuned. 
And remember to comment, give us some feedback, and rate us uh, on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. Also, give us some feedback. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes, wherever you found your podcast. We are soundcloud.com backslash jaded sports and on Twitter at jaded sports. Thanks for listening to the jaded sports podcast rivalry tour. I'll see you at the game. The jaded sports rivalry tour is brought to you in part by Wendy's fresh, never frozen beef. I think we all did here today.